This is The Huddle. Sports, passion, positivity. Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. Here at The Huddle, we like to focus on positive sports chat. We love to hear from sports people about their lives, their careers, and our sport can have a positive impact on our communities. Our names are Otis, Archie, and Elroy. Today we're missing Kingy. He's away with the flu. He's devastated to miss this podcast, but yeah. Today we are lucky enough to have Billy Harmon on the podcast. Born and bred in Christchurch, Billy is a New Zealand rugby union player who plays flanker for the Highlanders and is a and is currently playing for Canterbury in the Bunnings NPC. He has played rep rugby from school age and has been a part of the Māori All Blacks and the All Blacks 15 and has toured with the All Blacks. Welcome to the huddle, Billy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Pretty uh, impressed with the setup and uh, what you guys are running here. So, yeah, let's get into it. Cool. Tell us about what growing up was like for you. Um, for me, it was awesome. You know, I was the youngest of four, so I had... Uh, two older brothers and a sister who was the oldest. Um, we lived out in New Brighton um, and we were real close in age. So I was the youngest and the oldest was, there's a five year gap. So, you know, we're real close. Uh, we had lots of fun. We we're always doing things, playing games. Uh, we lived by the beach, so we're always out there surfing or uh, mucking about. Uh, and we also, Lived just down the road from uh, Thompson Park as well, so always there skating. Um, so it was an awesome time. Um, we had lots of fun. We were always, uh, everything was really competitive, so <laughs> it often ended up in a uh, a bit of an argument. Uh, There's usually a bit of tears, but, um, you know, it was always uh, such a good time. Nice. Who in your family is your biggest supporter and how do they support you? Uh, I think probably my whole family, everyone's been really supportive in their own way. Uh, obviously growing up mum and dad they were awesome they did um, you know everything uh, that I needed you know they're always there at every game um, you know there was obviously four of us so they're taking everyone to different sports and uh, so Saturday was a bit of a mission for them but uh, they always did it um, and then probably you know recently my wife she's probably been my uh, biggest supporter so um, she's been massive uh, and my own journey and helping me get to where I am. So I'm always grateful for everything she's done. Did you play any sports when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I played heaps. Um, but probably my two other loves in sport were surfing and skating, um, apart from rugby. You know, we that's all I did growing up. You know, when I was probably 15 or 16, I tried to... I'd said to the coach that I wasn't going to play rugby this year because I just wanted to go surfing. Um, but luckily, mum was like, oh, maybe just stick out rugby just for the rest of high school. Because um, at the time, you know, my brother was playing uh, first 15 uh, and my granddad had played first 15 for St. Bede's as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was just kind of thinking it would have been special for him to be able to see me uh, play that. So, um, yeah, grateful that. That sort of happened and, you know, I'm here now. Um, do you still surf to this day? Yeah, I do, uh, 100%. But for me, it's probably more of a summer sport these days. Yeah, um, too cold. Yeah, once it gets cold, I sort of lose a bit of interest. Um, so, yeah, but during the winter, I've actually just recently taken up golf. So, oh, yeah? Um, giving that a crack. Um, yeah, not very great at the moment, but, you know. <laughs> You'll get there. Always I, improving. I think most rugby players play golf these days. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of why I got into it. Just everyone in the team, every team I've been in, there's so many people that play golf, so it's just a good way to, um, you know, get out and connect with your team. Yeah. 
I love Canterbury, the Crusaders and the All Blacks. What teams did you support when you were growing up? Um, yeah, well, I was from Christchurch, obviously, so those were the teams that I supported. Um, but to be honest, when I was younger, I wasn't um, I wasn't like a massive rugby watcher. You know, I didn't really follow it too um, strongly, but, you know, I went to a few Crusader games, went to an All Blacks game. Um, but, yeah, they were definitely the teams that I followed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Canterbury had a strong start to the season. What are some of the key things you are working on as a team? Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, we haven't really started well in both games. So for us, it's about um, getting that start right so that we're not struggling throughout the whole game. So for us, it's kind of finding our identity as a team uh, and what we're best at and how we can sort of just come out straight from the blocks, um, playing at our best. So what we've done really well in the games is adjusted to what's happening, um, found solutions and sort of trusted our plan. So that's been going really well so far. Nice. Who do you look up to and why? Um, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. There's probably no, um, you know, one person that I look up to, but, you know, I'm definitely inspired by, you know, lots of people all the time. Um, and I think what, inspires me around being around certain people is like when they're really positive um, mm-hmm. they have such a good outlook on life um, you know they might be someone that I've played with and that's really successful it just might be um, someone random that um, just has a love for life so I love being around people like that uh, really inspires me to sort of um, I suppose just be grateful for where I'm at uh, and enjoy every moment. Cool. My favourite food is fried chicken. Shout out to Bobby Wayne at C Chicken and Cornbread. Describe your favourite meal. Um, is that the is that the dude uh, at Bixley Garage? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Had that a couple of times. He's a good. Mm. He's a bit of a character. Eh, that dude. Yeah. He's good. Um, uh, favourite food would have to be burgers. Um, not really too phased from where it's kind of hard to mess up a burger. So everyone does pretty decent burgers. So that's definitely the go-to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What is the biggest challenge being a professional sports person? <coughs> I think as a sports person, the biggest thing is that it's just so constant. Um, whether it's you're constantly having to stay fit and worry about your body and make sure it's in the best condition, um, or whether it's constant around, you know, there's always some someone else coming up that wants your position. Um, you've got to be worrying about injury um, and you know things can just turn so fast you know one injury could mean that you might not get contracted again um, you know one injury might s- someone else gets the chance to play and they play really well and then um, you know all of a sudden you're down the ladder so mm-hmm. I think yeah the biggest thing is that it's just so constant it's so changing and there's no sort of um, Certainty. Yeah, certainty for sure. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. What was it like playing for the Māori All Blacks and what was your favourite memory for, from that time? Uh, yeah, it's really awesome. I love playing for the Māori All Blacks. Um, you know, being a part of that team is kind of like <coughs> no other team I've ever been a part of. You know, the culture and how that brings everyone together is, um, you know, second to none. So it's really, um, uh, I'm really privileged to be able to be a part of that team 
Um, and my favourite memory, I think uh, there's probably two. Like so, that our last series we got to play against Ireland, which is you know a top tier team. Um, so that was really awesome to be able to you know play against some of the best in the world. And then also my first time on the team, we did a tour. We went to Chicago, Brazil, and then Chile. So to be able to do that, my first tour with them was you know such an unreal experience. Do you think playing for the Māori All Blacks changed your career in any way? Um, Yeah, I think it has. I think it's helped me um, just sort of progress as a player, you know, getting to play different teams with different people. um, That just sort of grows your game. And I think, you know, getting to play against a team like Ireland, I think it shows to yourself and probably, you know, selectors or others that, you know, you can sort of compete at, you know, against those better teams. So, yeah. What advice would you give to young people that would like to make sport their career? Uh, my advice would be that it, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot, a lot of hard work. You've got to be consistent. Um, but you've got to be, I suppose you've got to love what you're doing mm-hmm. or you've got to be um, really aware of why you're doing it uh, because otherwise it's not really going to make sense to put in all that hard work doing uh, a lot of repetitive mindless stuff so um, you know I think anyone can do it it doesn't matter how good you are at the moment or even how bad you are it's about um, always wanting to get better and just uh, having a love for it. Hmm. My favourite players are Richie Moonga, Sivi Reese, Billy Harmon, Adi Savia and Renee Holmes. Who was your favourite player and why? Oh, you had to chuck that one in there because I'm on, on the podcast. <laughs> no, every, podcast. <laughs> every podcast. Every podcast. Uh, cheers for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a – I don't really probably have a favourite. It's a bit weird when, you know, it's kind of your job and um, you're either teammates with these guys or uh, they're on the other team and you're trying to smash them. But mm. probably some of the my favourite players that I've ever played um, had the pleasure of um, playing with would be um, – one would be Aaron Smith, you know, his energy and intensity is unmatched, you know. Yeah. Um, and his pass, like, I've played with a lot of good halfbacks, but his actual pass is just, um, yeah, you can't really compare it to anyone else's. Uh, another one would be Richard Wonga. Um, when, I, when I first come into Canterbury, that's when he was still playing for Canterbury, wasn't in the All Blacks, and, you know, back then he was just... Um, untouchable, he was just on another level compared to everyone else so it was, it was pretty impressive um, seeing him uh, go to work and I think just the kind of person he was around the team as well, uh, he was a real good team man so that was pretty cool to experience um, probably maybe younger guys coming through, someone like um, Dominic Gardner, he really impresses me mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately I think he's uh, hurt his knee on the week. Hopefully it's not too bad, but uh, his sort of work rate and his confidence in his game is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, He's been on the spot. Yeah, he's a good dude, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are enjoying this episode of the podcast, why not check out our latest interview with Lily's Walk from the New Zealand Volley Ferns. and the Barrett brothers. Love oh, them. He's a blues player. I know, that's the one thing. Alatafati, we're part of Etu Tangata, which is about helping people understand and tackle tall poppy syndrome. You have value, others matter, and we succeed together are the three elements of Etu Tangata. Have any of these elements played a role in your sporting career and how? 
yeah, massively. I think that's probably probably sort of involves you know what it is to be a professional player. So I think the you have value part. <clears throat> I think you know for me, I see that as you know your self belief, um, your confidence, and backing yourself. And I think that's the most important part of. Um, you know, actually going out in the field and performing well is having, you know, belief in yourself. Um, the others matters part, I suppose, myself being a part of a team, like, um, for you to be at your best, you need everyone else at their best as well. So it's all about everyone helping each other get to that position. Uh, and sometimes it's tough conversations, like, hey, mate, you're not quite doing that, you need to be doing this. Um, and it can be tough, but you know that's what we, everyone needs for everyone to be at their best. Um, and then, yeah, if you're nailing that and we succeed together, I mm -hmm. think you know that's when everyone's at their best. That's yeah. when you know you're winning games. Uh, that's when you're winning championships. So, yeah. What are your, sorry? What are your goals for the next two years? Uh, that is a question that I couldn't really answer. Um, you know, so my goal for this year was, um, you know, to try and make the All Blacks, um, unless there's a whole bunch of injuries. That's um, a bit of a long shot at the moment. But uh, so I've got one more year with the Hollanders, and then after that, I'm not really contracted to anything. So um, yeah, I don't really have a goal for the next two years. My focus is just um, purely into this season with Canterbury, um, and hopefully we can go one step further than we did last year. I'm sure you'll get another sign. Yeah, uh, you know, I haven't really sort of thought that far ahead and, mm. yeah, we'll probably just see how it all works out. Going back to when you talked about Aaron Smith, how hard is it to catch one of his, like, bullet passes? Uh, no, it's not actually too hard because he puts it in the perfect position, you know. Um, he's just so accurate um, and, yeah, I think he's never not going to put it in the right yeah. spot. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. You started rugby at the mighty New Brighton Club. How important has club rugby been for you? Yeah, represent New Brighton. Um, it's been massive. I So I didn't really... I probably took a bit longer to sort of make professional footy compared to, you know, some of the younger guys that come through now. I had two years playing Colts and then two years playing Div 1. So um, club rugby was massive for me. It's where I sort of... Um, Grew as a player, grew as a person, um, but it was just so much fun, you know. We were so tight, uh, we had such good times, um, and, you know, I'm always grateful for those uh, those years. I really like putting on big hats. What's your favourite thing? Smashing people, scoring tries, turning over the ball, or something else? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty sat satisfying smashing someone. Um, it's not something... Uh, I do too often, um, but something I try to do. Uh, yeah, I think for me probably the most satisfying thing is um, when you can sort of create a momentum change. So, you know, your team might be under the pump, uh, the other team might be getting a roll on, and, you know, if you can make a tackle or get a turnover or a good carry that can shift the momentum, I think that's probably the most satisfying thing. Yeah. Nice. What does a typical day of training look like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing too exciting about this. Uh, we probably just have a few meetings in the morning, then we'll have gym, uh, and then we just get into team training. Uh, it's pretty 
I think most teams I've been a part of everyone runs a pretty similar setup. So, you know, if we played Saturday, we trained Monday, um, which would probably be our bigger learning day, uh, where we have a lot of meetings and a lot of review of what's happened in the previous game and then start previewing what we're going to be doing this week. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday is just kind of fine-tuning that. And then we have a day off Wednesday. And then Thursday will be like uh, our high-intensity day. It's short, <laughs> sharp, but um, at a high pace. And then Friday will be captain's run, where it's really light. We just sort of go and do everything, making sure everyone's uh, knows what they're doing. And then, yeah, Saturday is game day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get nervous before games? If so, how do you deal with them? Um, not really. I'm pretty lucky. I just keep relaxed. Uh, I think my thing about that is that I just have full trust in, you know, what I'm going to do out there. You know, we've practiced so many times. Mm -hmm. uh, we know exactly what we're going to be doing um, and just having trust in that and just not overthinking it. So... Especially when you play a night game, a lot of the boys, you know, it's a lot of time during the day and yeah, some of the boys can, you know, start to overthink things. But my thing is just I just park rugby. I don't think about it at all. Um, and I just, you know, just enjoy the day. And then once it comes around, just trust that. Uh, what I've done is that I've done hundreds and hundreds of times in the training field. So for something like that, when I've had so much practice I just trust in that you know it's yeah. the things like you know say coming in for a podcast or something like this that <laughs> you know I haven't really done it's those things like that would probably create more nerves than um you know playing a game oh cool oh. if you could play for any team any sport what would it be and why um obviously you know playing for the playing for the All Blacks that's that was the dream um but I suppose outside of um Outside of rugby, you know, I would have loved to be in a professional surfer. That was like yeah. that was a dream for a wee while. Obviously, a far fetched dream. Um, but you know, that I think you know the lifestyle that they get to live and you know getting to surf the best waves in the world that would be pretty cool. Hmm. Cool. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Uh, well, actually, at the moment I'm on the I'm on the uh, dairy free buzz, so oh. I'm not really not really running too much uh, ice cream these days, but. You know, the Trumpet actually do a really good dairy-free yeah. um, right. ice cream, so I rate those ones. Yeah, right. I was dairy-free for a while, and they were so good. Yeah, yeah. Mint ones, almond ones, they're all good. What does it feel like to win a Super Rugby Championship? Um, you know, it's pretty cool, you know, to be a part of that. Um you know, obviously I didn't get to play those games, but uh, I was, you know, lucky enough to be, you know, in and around that environment. Um, but I think, you know, the best thing about, you know, winning a championship like that is, you know, the, the celebrations afterwards, you know, you have such a good time, you know, you've just had this massive season where you've worked so hard and then, you know, you just get to enjoy everyone's company. So I think that's probably the most you know, the thing a lot of the boys enjoy most about yeah. rugby, that sort of side of things. But it was pretty cool. Like my first year, you know, we had uh, with the Crusaders, we had an unbelievable team. You know, we had like some real legends. You know, we had you know, Kieran Reid, White Crockett, uh, Matt Todd was there, Ryan Crotty, um, Israel Dag, like all these quite big names. So it was pretty cool. That, that was sort of my first experience with Super Rugby. 
Oh, now Matt Todd's one of your coaches. Yeah, it's funny how uh, it all sort of works. Um, mm. You know, and to be fair, he could still be playing and carving up, so it's cool to have him as a coach. Yeah. Where do you store your medals and important rugby stuff? Um, yeah, I've never, I'm not massive into collecting too much or I don't hang it up on the wall or anything. I just sort of have it um, stored in a few boxes. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't keep sort of everything. I think I keep a few things so that, you know, uh, when I have kids or whatever, once they're growing up that, you know, they can, you know, still see some of the, some of the cool stuff that I've done over the years. Yeah. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, I listen to a lot of rap, a lot of uh, UK rap, um, and I also love New Zealand music. So, you know, Fat Freddy's, Catch Fire, all that yeah. sort of thing. All right, yeah. Cool. Over your career so far, what are you most proud of? Uh, I think I'm most proud of, it's probably, it's probably not like, you know, one game or making one team. I think I'm just so proud that, um, you know, I work so hard to have a professional career and that I'm still now doing it. Uh, I'm proud that, uh, you know, I get to do this for a living. Uh, I get to, you know, go in every day and, um, you know, be around some really cool people uh, who are trying to be, the, you know, the best vers- versions of themselves. So I think that's what I'm most proud of. How do you mentally prepare yourself for a big game or competition? Uh, I think like going back to one of the earlier questions, it's just about um, having trust, um, you know, throughout the whole week, just making sure that you've done everything you can to um, make sure you know what you're doing out in the field. Uh, and then the other thing is just making sure your body's right. So mm-hmm. um, making sure you're recovered really well, uh, you're eating really well, drinking lots of water. And then, um, you know, once it sort of comes to that game day, you just... I just, you know, almost just forget about it all and just go out there and play. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, you used to be a plumber. How important is it to have skills outside of rugby? Uh, yeah, I did do a bit, bit of plumbing. Um, yeah, it's probably not something I really want to go back to, <laughs> uh, if I'm honest. But, you know, I think it is important to have skills outside of rugby. You know, that we're pretty lucky that uh, in every sort of professional setup, they have a a personal development person who that's sort of their role is to make sure that once your career's over, you're not just left there stranded, um, that you're aware of, um, you know, the challenges and everything after footy. So um, I think it is important, um, but I think the most important around the outside of rugby, I think it's not being so, um, you don't want to be sort of attached to, being a rugby player so much, you know, you don't want that to be your whole identity. Uh, you want to have things outside of rugby that you really enjoy. Um, I think the people that um, sort of get caught up in their identity being rugby players are often the people that get um, affected by, you know, poor performance yeah. or injury or something like that. So, yeah, it is incredibly uh, important. You were a part of a very special... A very successful Crusaders team. Was it difficult to move south to the Highlanders and away from home? Um, no, it wasn't too difficult, to be fair. Um, unfortunately, they didn't uh, want to re-sign me, so luckily the Highlanders offered me a contract and, um, yeah, moved down there. I think when you think about, you know, moving to a new team or moving to a new city, you think it's going to be this big, um, big change and all that, but uh, it just wasn't 
that big for me. Um, you know, the people down there are really awesome. Um, I've loved my time down there. Uh, my wife, sh- she loves it down there as well. So, uh, you know, we really see that as home at the moment. So, um, yeah, it wasn't hard, as all, hard at all. So really grateful for uh, the opportunity to go down there. Nice. You are known for your defence. What skills and attitude make the defence when you're defending? That didn't really make sense. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think for defence, um, there's obviously a lot, uh, a lot of technique in it, um, you know, around tackle technique and how you're reading defence systems and all that, but uh, it's, you know, majority of it's got to be um, your mindset. So, uh, you know, you've got to want to go make the tackle, um, you know, you know, you see, you know, the smaller guys that, you know, have a great mindset and want to go tackle people and they do a really good job of it. Um, and then you can see, that on the other hand, like bigger people that don't have that mindset and, you know, aren't great at making tackles. So, yeah, it's just having that want to make the tackle. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You have captained quite a few teams. What makes such a great leader? Uh, I think there's so many different things that can make so many great um, leaders. So... I've uh, been lucky to be around like quite a few um, and everyone's been so different. So I think, you know, first of all, like you got to be yourself. Uh, you got to be authentic. I think people can see that. Um, so, you know, just trusting in that if you've been giving a le- leadership role, it's for a reason. So be yourself. You don't have to sort of change or mm-hmm. think you need to be a certain type of person. Yeah. Um, so being yourself. Um, and then another important thing I think is around connecting. So making sure that you're putting time into um, connecting with you know the people that you're leading. Um, you know it's probably something I naturally am not the greatest at, so I have to keep reminding myself to um, make sure I keep putting an effort around that. And then I think uh, the final thing is that you've got to perform. Um, you know when you're making sure you're working really hard and doing your job really well, uh, it's so much easier to um, to point people in the right directions. Yeah. But if you're not doing that, it's kind of hard to tell other mm. people to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Billy, you are known as known well-known as an X-Factor player who is good, as, good at making clutch plays just when your team needs it. How do you do it? What's your secret? Uh, yeah, I mean... If I was known for that, I'm not, uh, I would say, I think the thing is, is that, you know, in those, suppose, clutch moments or those big moments, um, once again, it's just about having trust. You know, everything I've done on the field, I've done hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. at training. So, um, you know, it might seem like a big plan, a big moment where I've made a tackle or made a mm-hmm. turnover, but the thing is, is that I've been doing that the whole game. Or I've been doing that the whole season. That it's not really a big moment. It's just me doing my job again. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of how I see it. What was it like touring with the All Blacks in 2022? Even though you didn't get to play, uh, it was an awesome experience. We got to go to some really cool places. We went to uh, Cardiff and Wales, and then Edinburgh and Scotland, and then off to London. Um, so I'd I'd never been to those places before. So to be able to get to go to those places the first time and talk with the All Blacks, it was awesome. Um, you know, I met some really cool people on the team, um, people that I hadn't met before, and I think 
the thing I like about going to new teams so much is just getting to see how different people operate, um, and especially with the All Blacks, because you know all who, you know all the guys and who they are. So yeah, to get to see you know how they train during the week or you know how they operate, I think that's something I really enjoy. Yeah. Jamie Joseph is going to be a big part of the Highlanders next year. What do you think he'll bring to the team? Uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't had too much to do with um, Jamie Joseph, but from what I hear, you know, he's, I've met him a couple of times. He comes across when you first meet him um, quite soft-spoken or quite reserved, but uh, sort of once he's in that coaching role, he's quite the opposite. He's really yeah. tough on driving standards and excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also has a lot of care for his players. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how his role will work. So Clark Dermody's still the head coach. Um, and Jamie Joseph's more coming in as a person that sort of oversees yeah. a lot of the different things so that mm. um, Clark Dermody can just focus on his role uh, as a head coach. But yeah. uh, no doubt, you know, a man that has so much respect for uh, and the Highlanders region, but then also all over the world, that you know is going to um, have a massive impact on the team. Yeah, Mia notices mums loved loves hearing you speak your Tadeo when you're interviewed after the games. Are you fluent speaker? Also, she says up the Landers. Uh, yeah, hundred percent up the Landers. Um, but no, no, I'm far from a fluent speaker. Um, you know, it's just something I've added into you know after game speeches just because. Uh, you know, I'm grateful for that everything that you know my culture's brought for me. So uh, any way I can give back, um, you know, yeah. no matter how little, uh, mm-hmm. it's, that's why I sort of do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for the interview. Would like to say thanks for coming and talking to us. We realise you're super busy, and we really appreciate you giving up some of your spare time to chat with us. We love hearing from amazing sports people, hearing about their day-to-day lives and how sport can have a positive positive impact on them thank you thanks hey uh thanks for having me in guys i can't exactly say uh we're always so super busy it's actually a day off today so <laughs> uh, i'm just off to play golf um so not too flat out but thanks for having us yeah, um cool. you know pretty impressive uh the setup you guys are running um so yeah hopefully it keeps going well and all the best yeah yeah thank you this is the huddle sports passion positivity Yeah, man, it's that boy Bobby Wayne, man. You know how he does it, man. Coming to you live, my chicken coop. CNC, baby. Hello. Go check out Bobby Wayne at CNC Chicken and Cornbread. You'll find him at Bexley Garage on Pages Road. Bobby opens at 11.30 till he's sold out Wednesday to Saturday. <laughs>